Do you ever miss the days where, as an owner-operator, you had to keep a collection of quarters to reach a payphone for a tracking update? Or find a list of loads from a load board printout, then find the phone number to call a broker. Finally, after the load is finished, you gotta find a fax machine or a transflow device to manually scan or, heaven forbid, mail in your bill of lading and wait weeks to get paid. I, for one, do not miss those days, and luckily for drivers, the recent freight technology revolution in the past few years is making it easier to work smarter and not harder. But where are we at and how far do we need to go before freight tech finally brings trucking into the 21st century? Well, folks, we're going to find out in this episode of Loaded and Rolled. Welcome to Loaded and Rolling. I'm your host, Thomas Wasson. I've dealt with my share of trucking, and unfortunately, at each stage of trucking, it's very hard if you're an owner-operator. Sure, it only costs a few hundred dollars to get an operating authority set up, but a major issue is the actual access to loads and finding information on what, how, and where you should haul. Not only is it hard for brokers to find carriers, it's hard for smaller carriers to even get access to loads and stay profitable. That doesn't even go into the cash flow problems to getting paid after finishing the load. Large carriers are lucky. They have hundreds of loads, thousands of drivers, and millions of dollars in capital and assets. But for a vast majority of trucking, these mom-and-pop smaller trucking companies or lone solitary owner-operators are a major yet underserved part of the trucking industry. But is there a smarter way of doing things? Well, the good news is that venture capital in the startup world are taking notice. Silicon Valley has in recent years turned its attention to fixing this problem of choice, visibility, and information, but it's just getting started. Joining us next to talk about what this future of freight for owner-operators looks like is Daniel Cow, co-founder and CEO of TruckSmarter, a Bay Area-based freight tech startup that is tackling the challenges that smaller trucking companies and owner-operators face head-on. Welcome, Dan. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having me. Pleasure to have you on as well. I came from a startup before coming to Freight Waves, and every startup has the amazing story. Like, how was the, the foundation? Some people start in garages, you know, some people uh, not garages. I feel like it's one or the other nowadays. But, you know, tell us a little bit yeah. about the founding of uh, Truck Smarter and kind of how did you all decide to go into this space? Yeah, so a very quick history about me. Right before Truck Smarter, I actually worked at Uber Freight. Uh, so had an incredible opportunity to, A, just learn as much as I can about the freight industry, uh, but then also just see how technology is just radically improving the industry uh, across on, on the shipper side, the broker side, and the driver side. Uh, but just during my time at Uber Freight, one of the things that we constantly heard was that for drivers, you know, there's a ton of great innovation that's happening by getting access to loads faster and being able to uh, interface with them through a mobile app, but the industry was still just extremely fragmented, right? So there are still just so many brokers out there. The average carrier that we've seen that we've worked with, you know, can sometimes work up to 50 to a plus to, to 100 plus different load providers throughout a given year. It's still an incredibly fragmented industry. And from just many of the conversations that we've had with drivers, uh, when I interface with them at Uber Freight was, we would just love a place to see all this uh, in, in a single place, in a single format, in, in a way for us to just, A, in, you know, discover different opportunities out there without having to go to, you know, the dozens of different 
uh, applications out there, learn about them, download them, and uh, basically just find a great discovery tool to learn and then build those relationships and build that loyalty and build those, you know, contractor lands that a lot of drivers love to have. Well, I feel like that's one of the biggest problems is that we have all of these technologies with load board apps, but each broker has their own. They don't like sharing. And then as a driver, you have like 20 of them. And so it almost feels like the biggest problem, like you said, is there's just way too much choice and no one's figured out that if you can make it simpler, you may have better luck with retention and stickiness. Exactly. And, and I think the important thing to note is that the world before these, you know, disparate digital apps, like as you've mentioned, was also very painful, right? Even more painful. You had the phone, you had the fax, you had the text, you had the email. It, you know, it, it was it started off with a lot of pain, right? And then there's a lot of great innovation that's happening. But for us, you know, we kind of saw this as a natural next step, which is like, now everything can be accessed digitally, the barriers to entry are getting lower, which is great for the industry, right? It brings more drivers into the industry. But now there's, there just needs to be a better way to interface with all these different technologies in a single place. And for folks who are unfamiliar with uh, the app, how does the platform work? And what are kind of the, the key functional benefits of, of what you all are working on? Yeah, so the way that we work is quite simple, right? We bring many of the many of the top brokerages uh, into a single place. We make it super easy for you to do all of your booking, bidding, all within the app. Uh, you can manage your business within the app itself. And we, the, the, the target for us was to start with mobile first, right? Our sole focus, uh, our primary focus, our owner operators, small fleets, like you've mentioned, folks that don't necessarily have that access uh, to uh, Lowe's in an easy, digestible format, right? So we focused, you know, we met the driver where they are. A lot of owner operator small fleets, their phone is their computer on the road. And we built a platform solely for that, for them to interface uh, and, and then use that as a way to effectively manage their entire business. And looking at, is that kind of a, we're also thinking in terms like TMS. So the big goal is being the one-stop shop, right? In terms of tracking updates, TMS, dispatching, and then finding the loads. Is that kind of one of the big goals is just centralization? Yeah, I think for us, you know, from a load execution standpoint, you know, we still work with many of the TMS providers and many brokers as well to, to execute that. We, we kind of focus on discovery, which is that's, you know, the first thing that a driver thinks about when they wake up and they don't have a job is I need to find a job, right? It's just so simple. And we want to be that platform for them to effectively find that next job, find these great opportunities that they might not have heard of before uh, on the lanes that they love to run, uh, but then kind of hand that off, right, to the, to the, to the, the brokers who uh, they're working with. And, you know, we plug into both TMSs and brokers uh, directly uh, to help facilitate those transactions. And how's the search been? I remember when I was a broker, I would keep calling uh, owner-operated and carriers, but half the problem was like when you looked at a list that like either went out of business or it was really hard to just like <laughs> find them. Was there any secret magic towards growing the platform that uh, you, you reach these folks? Because I literally feel like uh, one of the one of the craziest ones I saw was a Facebook group was considered a large owner-operator community, and it feels like even the community networking aspects are are a little old school. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, for us, it's really building uh, a community for the owner operators and small fleets on our platform. Uh, I, I think you got to solve the first problem, right, which is just but the, the problem both on the broker side and the carrier side, which is a finding capacity or finding freight, right? And today, that problem is still uh, quite tenuous, like you've mentioned, for a lot of small mid sized brokers it's hard to get great liquidity. It's hard to find a very reliable carrier that they could constantly work with, especially in a market as dynamic as it is today. 
and helping eliminate a lot of that noise and increase the frequency and the speed of for for carriers to find these opportunities, that's kind of the big focus for us, right? And on the community side, you know, we we always lean on our driver base to uh, tell us what they need, right? We do a, a weekly, uh, we call it a clubhouse, we, uh, where drivers can just come in and talk and share, you know, and half of our team goes every single week. And we get all of our ideas and, and we throw out a lot of the different things that we're building and really work with that community to, to build that connection. And you mentioned kind of the financing and payment part. I remember it can be like net 30, net 45. When I was a broker, I had like net 120 sometimes because I just wouldn't want to pay stuff. Yeah. Uh, what were some of the challenges? What kind of made you all want to pivot as well and add in like, uh, you know, the payment uh, fixing that kind of problem as well? Yeah, you know, the way we think about it is the first thing that a driver thinks about is finding that next job. The second is getting paid, right? The, the way that the industry works today is that it takes anywhere from 30, 45, you know, sometimes up to what you've mentioned, 120 uh, days to get paid on a load. And, you know, for an owner operator, small fleet that might not have that much working capital, that's a that's a death sentence, right? And it's especially with costs rising, as we see it today, it becomes extremely hard for an owner operator to to really navigate that industry. So that we kind of saw that as an opportunity as let's, you know, if they're finding their loads on Truck Smarter, let's just make it super easy for them to also get paid for their loads, right? And create a bank uh, account where they could get those payments instantly, have access to a debit card where they could access, you know, fuel or whatever it is instantly once those uh, invoices are improved. So we kind of just saw that and we were listening to our customers and we just saw that as a natural progression of our business. Well, that's what kind of reminds me of like regular factoring companies they don't offer you a lot of stuff for finding loads of the business. So you simply just send them the invoices, they take the invoices, they collect and then they take the cut to send it. But was that something where, um, especially attracting investment and with your Series B, was that kind of one of the, the uh, extra added on things that you all are working on in terms of making this more modular to grow? Because I know like Triumph Pay and a few other folks, it feels like no one's dabbling into actually helping solve the business problems. Yeah, I mean, the way we kind of position our business is tackling the the first, second, third order workflows of a truck driver today, right? And you got to start with the first pain, then the second pain, then the third pain. And our goal and our vision is to build this ecosystem of products where uh, we effectively do become that one-stop shop, right? For a driver to A, find their loads, get paid for their loads, and find great opportunities to get savings on the money that they have earned. Uh, on the road, right? Whether it's looking at the entire cost line of a driver, there's just so many opportunities uh, where, you know, with the scale that we are continuously having and growing, uh, we can really give some great opportunities for them on the cost side as well. And I always throw in there challenges or surprises as you're building this app. Usually as a startup, you start with one direction, then you find out there's a lot of other potential things that are coming at you. What were some things that surprised you coming from uh, Uber and your experiences? Or what were some things that you, you thought, well, heck, you know, this is, you know, a surprising thing I didn't expect? Well, I think for us, it's it's the, the, it, you know what's great about this industry is that it's huge, right? There are so many problems, and there's so many areas of opportunities. So many companies are doing incredible things to tackle all these different areas. I think for us, and this is I think a challenge with many startups, is just focusing, right? And you know, we want to be this one-stop shop. That does mean that we have to tackle a number of different products and build very meaningful business units around each of these different products. And having the ability to really focus and cut through the noise and really focus on the, the one or two or three things that really matter to, to our audience, that, that's always kind of been like this constant uh, challenge that we and I'm sure many startups have to go through on a day-to-day basis. 
And, you know, talking about congratulations, by the way, again, on your Series B. Uh, it looked like it was led by Thrive Capital. You had folks like and- Anderson Horowitz as well and a few other folks. Uh, what's that like? For people unfamiliar with the startup world, well, you know, you're doing seed, your Series A or Series B. Is that something where you're just going to have to go in and keep finding more folks? Or do people come after you? Like, what's the VC world like for folks when you're in the trucking space and everyone's thinking of, like, uh, you know, other tech apps like grocery deliveries and other things like that? I think for us, it's kind of positioning just the opportunity in the space, right? It's, you know, trucking and in, in the, the logistics space, as I'm sure everybody and all the listeners know, it's it's huge. It's a multi-trillion dollar industry. Uh, if you zero it down to just truck drivers in America, 72% of freight sits on the bed of a truck. I, we, he can't think of a more impactful or I can't think of a more impactful industry uh, that just has a ton of existing problems and uh, existing opportunities to really build it, right? And I think for if you kind of look into the tech investors and other investors in the space, that's what's really attractive. And and I think that's what's getting a lot of attention. And if you look past the, the last two, three years, you know, before COVID, freight was kind of, you know, it wasn't getting a lot of the attention from Silicon Valley. Now, it's, you know, I feel like everybody's thinking about it because they really feel the pain of what happens when the supply chain is is just not stable enough with the demand that that we saw, right, during the COVID peak. And it just really highlighted all the different opportunities and and, and, for, and and the ways that a lot of players could really make a meaningful impact in this industry. Well, that's why I feel like I joke, no one pays attention to logistics until the packages are late. And then you're like, why is my package yeah. late? And I'm like, I've been in here for seven years. Like, it's always been late. You just never noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like when, you know, the, you know, when Amazon Prime goes from overnight to three days, right? Which is still fantastic. Like, it's a, it's a you know, it's like a miracle in infrastructure. Uh, you know, that we haven't seen, you know, even just like five or 10 years ago. And all of a sudden now everybody's like, whoa, whoa, whoa what's going on? Like this instant gratification is no longer here. Uh, this, there's a problem here, right? And, and I think that's kind of what we, we saw a lot of that just accelerated that kind of focus in the last few years. So with collecting data, obviously you're being a startup, you're working on understanding the ideal user. Uh, you know, for folks who don't understand what small carriers and owner operators, what, what does it kind of look like based on the folks you work with? You know, how, what's kind of the style of these trucking? I came from enterprise trucking, so it's a whole other beast, but who are the most common types of folks you're working with and what, uh, what are some of their things that they're uh, trying to accomplish? You know, what I love about who we work for uh, are that these are the entrepreneurs that are trying to uh, make an impact both on just moving goods, but then also on their lives as well. And so we just, you know, we, when we talk with an interface with our customers, uh, it's an incredibly, you know, ownership first, entrepreneurial uh, group that we love to work with. And they're always thinking about ways to make their business, their lives on the road better. And that's what gives us so much encouragement as well to continue to invest, right? Because there's just such a great audience uh, there that's constantly giving us that feedback. So I think for us, it's like, you know, to to start a trucking business, and I'm sure you're familiar, it's tough, right? To like, especially to be an owner operator in this small fleet and really start from scratch and owning that trailer, leasing that trailer and really building a business, it's not easy. So to, to get over that hump requires a ton of uh, you know, t- just ton of uh, that mindset, the entrepreneurial mindset, uh, which makes it for such a great audience to build for. And there was a TechCrunch article, I did a little bit of research prior that said the Zillow of trucking. And so I'm kind of curious, like, was that some of the opportunity and the vibe of having that visibility? Or what What would be, uh, instead of the Zillow of trucking, what would be kind of how you'd like to describe the app eventually becoming? Yeah, I think for us, it's, you know, Zillow is kind of gives a picture of, 
where we feel a lot of this industry is going, right? It's like before Zillow, you'd have to reach out to a lot of your real estate brokers and agents one by one and, and build up that relationship. And a lot of these real estate agents and brokers had their own digital platforms, their own websites. And all of a sudden, you know, for a consumer that's looking to buy a home, that's still very, that's still like quite intensive to, to do. And you don't know where to list, you don't know where to find. And then you have places like Zillow that helps really build a great user interface to combine all that. You know, we see this everywhere, right? Travel with Kayak, uh, and Expedia, you know, food delivery with like DoorDash and other players like and Uber Eats. We kind of see that with the trucking industry as well, which is there's just such great opportunities out there. But the discovery piece is 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 still a pain point for for many uh, owner operators and small fleets out there. And, and that's kind of where we see as like that next evolution of just bringing everything into a single place to both amplify discovery and, and you know ultimately make both sides uh, their lives better. That's what kind of blows my mind because drivers live inside the rigs, the, you know, the class eights. You've got your bunk. So the Zillow of trucking part of me says, well, here's a few extra trucks in this area. Maybe I can like buy one lightly used and see the inside of it. And, you know, I think there's an opportunity there if you can find out where the heck they are to have a legit Zillow within a Zillow. Instead of flipping houses, you just flip <laughs> trucks. Just don't buy them like Zillow did because right now it's like they're going to be a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah. And I think for us, it's, you know, that's kind of like what I was talking to you about with uh, just have there's a lot of opportunities, right? It's like, you just have such a captive audience. And they're always, uh, there's just so many areas for us to build it. And, uh, you know, these are the many, many things that we can look into over time as well. And looking into ideas as well as direction, you know, having the finance component, getting to collect data on the finances, help, you know, potentially figure out as well with a card like buying habits and patterns. There's a lot of opportunity in that data because uh, I talked to somebody yep. uh, that works for Hershey's and they wanted to find out how much candy was bought at truck stops. And the issue was nobody knew. And so is that kind of one of those things where the drivers can get added benefits as well and value based on using this card? Here's the data. I can show you what your spend is, but I can also maybe give you deals. Yeah, and, and that's exactly where we're looking to to really build, right? Is how do you build this whole suite of financial services that can make your life a lot easier on the road, right? There's obviously expenses are high. You know, the, you look at the first expense, fuel. That's what drivers are thinking about. Second expense, your trailer. There are just so many opportunities once you have all that data to really help optimize and find those opportunities to get the best deals uh, within the industry. So that's definitely an area that we're looking into quite aggressively. And, you know, being in the Bay Area... Silicon Valley, you're in the nexus of it. Uh, you know, you get to talk with a lot of people, obviously, with you doing your series rounds and stuff. Is there anything that folks are looking into that maybe a lot of the audience wouldn't know is like the next thing? I know a lot of folks in Silicon Valley are talking about, you know, in terms of shooting ideas and stuff, but um, I'll share you mine. Buying truck stops and making them private access only. Somebody told me that one time. Is there anything mm. cool that you all are looking at over the horizon uh, that potentially, you know, far out skunk work style stuff within the trucking industry yeah within the trucking industry uh in particular yeah yeah i think for us it's you know something that we're excited about is how do we leverage this network of drivers that are actively booking loads and finding loads on our platform and that's just an incredible amount of scale and data right that we can use to help optimize so many other things with you know specifically with truck stops right it's like how do we help optimize their spot their their stops better how do we uh, you know, help optimize their cost side and give them the right type of places for them to stop that actually reduces their costs, might increase a little bit of their travel time. But, you know, with all the information that we have, we can effectively say that, hey, this actually be net positive for you, right? I think that's kind of the, 
the the vision and the goal for us is just you know our, our mission is how is empowering truck drivers lives how do we make their life on the road that much easier with the data set that we have uh and 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 leverage our scale to effectively build those negotiations and and, and have those deals across the board well, so that kind of reminds me of networking effects. It's a race to get that critical mass. Uh, you know, as you're working on it, is it kind of a word of mouth thing? Or do you, it, I, I know a lot of media publications like Freightwaves, we try to reach out to folks, but um, so far for app growth and user count, is it pretty much a word of mouth? Or is there a specific place you can go and say, you know, post it on a truck stop and say, hey, check this out? Yeah, you know, I think we've been super lucky uh, with the growth that we've had today, right? So we've spent $0 on ads. Uh, the, 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 uh, the platform, you know, we're now over a hundred thousand active, uh, small fleet zone operators on the platform today. A lot of that has been word of mouth and referrals and folks just kind of sharing like, Hey, here's a, a great mobile first, uh, you know, great user interface way to find loads. Right. And, and I think for us kind of focusing on that first order pain point, first order problem is what's giving us this opportunity to just have multiple at bats to convince uh, a, 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 a carrier and owner operator to give us a try, right? And, and, and give us that opportunity for them to, uh, to check out our, you know, what type of opportunities are on our platform. So for us, we've been super lucky about it. And, you know, we will continue to rely on our network of uh, relationships to continue to grow our business. And looking like opening the doors on that, having a large carrier base, being able to have the data, have the driver information, brokerages need that info. So that's something where with load boards, is there a good strategy just to recommend all the loads or is it something like a Google search where you can get ad sponsors and pay? Like, how does it work in terms of driver feedback? Do they just want to see everything or do they want like targeted stuff? You know, it's interesting. Like we, you know, I think it's for the type of, you know, uh, person that we're building for, it's, there's a lot of this uh, 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 type of autonomy of being able to find the best opportunity for them. So kind of, you know, I think we've tested this before, which is like, oh, we'll target, we'll, we'll help like give you, uh, you know, serve an opportunity uh, for, for drivers to take. But, you know, I think drivers still love to, to you know, bid on loads and interface on with, with a number of different loads and frankly, build those relationships themselves, right? So we don't want to get in the way of that. Uh, but I do think there's opportunities for us to kind of make a, a richer platform for, for both sides, both on, both on the driver and the broker side by helping plug some of the, the pieces that, you know, they wouldn't ordinarily have and get a good sense of kind of like, where's the, where the, the, the density, where, where are the hotspots? Where's the right density? Where, is there an opportunity to build density? These are all things that we could uh, effectively help, you know, piece the puzzle together for, for, for all parties. Well, I feel like that was a half the problem. When I was a broker, we would just manually call, like, you know, 10 calls an hour, 100 calls a day, and you're just calling people, and you hope you build the density and the internal stuff. Like, it was such a pain in the neck. So, uh, you know, feedback-wise from carriers and brokers, how, how has the feedback, early feedback been in terms of uh, impression and stuff? It's it's been fantastic, right? I think we've you know with many of the the brokers that that we partner with, it's, we're very quickly becoming you know, the top load board uh, that they're seeing. A because there's just so much activity on the platform, and there's just so many eyes, right? So that just helps a reduce a ton of you know the, the cost side for, for for the broker side, and uh, and just having access to the capacity uh, that they might not ordinarily have. Um, so I, I think that's kind of the feedback, which is, you know, the world is going digital. This industry is going digital. There's just so many different opportunities out there uh, for uh, for everybody. But the, the industry is still very fragmented, right? And having that central platform that brings everything together will continue to make this industry more efficient and better. And kind of closing thoughts here as well, um, you know, if folks are interested in reaching out, learning more about the platform, do you just simply like sign up or what are what are the processes to get involved and, uh, and get on the platform itself? 
Yeah, you know, I think the the load board itself is completely free, right? That's actually been one of the the key, you know, I'm sure one of the key reasons for our growth today is that we feel that, you know, a driver that's starting their own business, uh, having access to valuable information out there uh, should be free for them uh, and for them to kind of help build their business. So it is as simple as signing up. Uh, we do verify that you're a real driver. We want to make sure that if you are bidding on loads or reaching out to brokers, that you're, you know, we're not sending uh, unnecessary noise, right? I think that's kind of one of the bigger challenges. How do you, you know, really get great leads and great uh, uh, capacity reaching out to you? Uh, so we, there is a verification check, but uh, the, the load board is completely free to use. Perfect. Dan, thanks so much for coming on. Looking forward to seeing the developments as well and uh, future future funding rounds. Always got to say in the start, well, congratulations on the recent raise as well. And uh, looking forward to talking again soon. Awesome. Thank you for your time. Thank you. That's going to be it for this Loaded and Rolling episode. But you can catch us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Normally, we're doing it live. There's also a special F3 edition hiding around somewhere. Our folks are editing it right now. Got to interview a few people as well. This will get turned into a podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else you like your favorite podcasts. In addition, we have a newsletter, loadedandrolling.com. Wait, freightwaves.com slash loadedandrolling comes out every Wednesday and Saturday. That's a wrap for today, though. I'm Thomas Watson, Enterprise Trucking Carrier here at Freight Waves, the expert. Join us next week. We'll do it live. <laughs>